0: Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has been saying out loud that my troops, the Ukrainian troops, will reclaim the South. He repeated the plan numerous times on addresses, uh, during interviews throughout the summer, right up until last month. We are going to take back the South. And yesterday, Zelensky's plan came into focus. A deception was in full swing as Ukrainian troops Sunday successfully pressed their swift counteroffensive in the northeastern part of the country. Now, I know the deception was a big part of the D Day invasion. They made the Germans think they'd be attacking a different beach. Is this what happened this time in Ukraine? Andrew Rasulis is a defense expert with the Canadian Global Affairs Institute, joins the show right now. Welcome to the program. Great to have you on.
1: Thank you very much, Kelly.
0: So is this a similar thing? It's it's all about deception. Make your enemy know or think you're going this way and attack from a different vantage point?
1: Yes, but I like your introduction. The difference between Normandy, D-Day, and this operation was that in the Normandy operation, the Allies did not attack in the deception area on the Calais. They actually went for the real objective. Now, in this case, uh, the South is really the strategic objective for both Russia and Ukraine. Uh, Crimea and, and Kherson that's the real strategy here. But the Ukrainians attacked at the deception, so they got the Russians off guard. True, but the the operational impact is that the war as a whole does not change. The momentum certainly is in the Ukrainian side. This is a major operational gain for the Ukrainians. But strategically, the front remains solid in terms of the south. The Russians still control the vital land bridge. So that's where we are.
0: Right. So what exactly happened during this counteroffensive? They were uh, going to reclaim Russian-occupied areas of Kharkiv. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Now, the overall uh, Ukrainian strategic um, intention, and Zelensky has repeated it many times, uh, has been to evict Russian troops from all of Ukraine, of, of, Ukrainian, of Russian-occupied Ukraine, right. which means the north, the center, Donetsk, and the south, Kirshan, including Crimea, okay? So this is one third of the strategic objectives, if you will. Okay. So now they, they've achieved that. Very important. The Russians are obviously going to react to this. They are already moving and reacting. I don't know what the Russian general staff will come up with, but they will now play their cards and we'll see where it goes. But the war is not over. This mm-hmm. is an important game for Ukraine. We give them that, but the war is still going to drag on by most uh, people's accounts well into 2023, because if you take the Ukrainians at their word that they will try to evict militarily all Russian forces from Ukraine, including Crimea. This is not going to be over anytime soon.
0: But the Ukrainians now have uh, reclaimed 3,000 square kilometers of formerly occupied territory. That's a big deal. I understand that uh, when the Russians retreated to prevent them from being surrounded on Sunday, they left a significant number of weapons and munitions um, behind. So now uh, the Ukrainians have those, which is great. But Putin always has more firepower. And I understand that he's begun to use it in the form of cruise missiles. Can you tell us what he plans to do or where he plans to attack?
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know what he plans to do <laughs> this is a well, Russian, you know what I mean. But we're Russian...
0: we're we're seeing him push back.
1: Yeah. So what? Okay. So what we can say is that uh, we we know that they have fired some some uh, long range artillery systems into Kharkiv. That that's already happened. Um, but uh, in militarily sense, I I would not expect a major counteroffensive in that area in the sense that the Russians have limited forces. The Russians have not mobilized. This is a key distinction. They still have that option, but politically, Putin, up till now, has not felt strong enough politically in Russia to mobilize. That is like full scale, you know, bring up all the resources and then, and then put them into a war situation. He might do that if the Ukrainians threaten Crimea, in the sense that Crimea is very different from the Russian perspective, all Russian, including dissidents. Who view Crimea historically as being Russian, despite the international uh, legalities of what happened in 1991. So, uh, if the Ukrainians threaten Crimea, then I could see the Russians and Putin moving to mobilization, which would again change very much the texture and the scope of this war. Okay, but let me just can now, I
0: just interject yeah. for a second because I'm not. Yeah. Um, well-versed in the area of military. When you say mobilization, um, what we're seeing right now, or what we have been seeing, is an invasion. Mobilization would be different?
1: Yeah, mobilization means that he calls up reserves. Right now, okay. uh, the, the, the Russians are fighting with what we would call standing forces. Okay. The Ukrainians have mobilized. The Russians have not. Got the it. Russians so using they're using everything
0: for- that they have, and they're throwing it at the Russians, where the Russians still have people that haven't been drafted, haven't been forced into uh, service.
1: Exactly, and the Russians just conducted a major exercise in the east, which uh, with with China and Mongolia and others, to, uh, to to show that they, in fact, have not thrown all their troops into the battle. They still could do that, but there's a political cost to that for Putin, yep. and he's not yet prepared to do that.
0: What do you think will push him over the edge?
1: Ah, well, I mean, if they if they actually push against the the south, the, that's okay. the real objective here. Still. And if the Ukrainians make significant success, then you can see one or two things happening. Either Putin successfully mobilizes and maintains political support to do that, and the Russians put everything they have into the situation, or he has a political problem at home, and then we can't predict the outcome of that. But right now, this is operationally very important, but the strategic uh, overall perspective of the war continues.
0: Right. So this war is uh, in for uh, it's in for the long haul. This is going to be a lot more than what we saw over the last on Sunday. This isn't a signal that uh, Russians will leave or that the war is almost over in Ukraine.
1: Correct. It's not over. Um, It is importantly, it's strategically, it's operationally important, Mm -hmm. but the strategic significance is yet to be played out. The war will, by most accounts, people think will go into 2023, but you cannot even predict that because things happen that you don't expect.
0: Andrew, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for walking us through the importance of of what went down uh, as far as Ukraine pushing back in a major counteroffensive on Sunday.
1: You're very welcome, Kelly. Pleasure.
0: Have a great day.